Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe. And to the left of me is my man. Cappuccino Meeks. Cappuccino Meeks. How are you, my friend? We here. We here. We here. We are here. And what a hell of a week. Oh, Oh, my God. Jeez almighty. (laughs) How you doing over there, man? Yeah, you making just, it all right? Just taking it all in stride, man. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought I had gotten through the worst of it until this morning. I don't really don't want to speak on that, but what a way to wake up this morning, huh? Oh, my dude. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, we got to have to continue to talk about that because that was kind of <laughs> just crazy out of nowhere. Well, I, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how to put this or say this, but we got the craziest craziest email this morning so you know we're, we're obviously uh you know uh we, we love it when people reach out you know oh, all the say time. they appreciate the show yeah. hit us on social media or whatever it may be and yeah you know someone sent an email to info at southernvanguard.com and if you send an email to info at southernvanguard.com it comes to me john and it comes to mr meeks over here yeah well we got i don't I, unfortunately we just got a crazy ass email today and i don't even know how to respond to it man yeah I, you know uh I, I tell you what let's just do this I, rob yeah look, man if hey, you're listening to this and and, and to I, people in general and to people if, in if general you're thinking about checking out taking a life or whatever don't contact me or John. Well, we, we can't help you with yeah, that. Yeah. Well, first off, you need to go talk to somebody. Yeah, first off, don't do it. Yeah. Second, go talk to somebody immediately. Please. And third, do not send an email to me and Meeks telling me you're going to do this shit, especially when you live halfway across the world. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, man, we, we was the wrong. I mean, that email should have went to somebody that could, could Yo, help man. you, brother. So uh, it's, it's been on my mind all day. And uh, I just want to take the time to say, man. First of all, like John said, don't do it. And uh, if if you if it if it hits you in the heart, man, go talk to somebody. No doubt. Not all right. Not me or John. Yeah, exactly. I I cannot help you, especially when you're in the Netherlands, my brother. I'm, I I'm would sorry. I would fuck around and say something that would make you go ahead and do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and I would I wouldn't be trying to, you know what I mean? Right, but right, like, right. God, right. Damn, yeah, homie. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, yeah. Rob, seriously, go get some help, man. If, if if you're listening to this, I don't know what that was. I don't know. You know what I'm praying, man? I'm I'm praying that the guy got hacked. And it's just some crazy-ass email. But there was some right. really particular, specific information in that email to us. Pictures and everything. Pictures, uh, specific references to the to you know just you know things about the show in yeah. general. Yeah, that was just it was just a little too eerie. Yeah, and you know my mantra: the the internet ain't shit. And that was uh <laughs> that was a prime example yes, of it, it right there. Absolutely, it's fucked up. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Other than that, that that's today. <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna ask how you're. Other week than went. that, I'm I'm good, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh you know we pre-trumping it and uh. Still dealing with the backlash of that, you know. Um, but hey, uh, we here, man. We are here. We here. All right, Southern so, Vanguard Radio. Southern Vanguard Radio. So before we get down to business, this is an interview session. It and, is. Uh, this is actually going to be entertaining and not morbid as shit. I promise you. But we just had to get that we off our chest. We are going to do our best. It, it was it was really bothering Meeks and I today when oh, we got this God. email. So anywho, <laughs> this is Southern Vanguard Radio. Every Tuesday we have a mix show that drops. So if you're listening to us for the first time because you're fans 
of the two gentlemen that we have on the phone with us tonight for the interview session, please go back and check out our mix show. You're, you can hear their music. You can hear all kinds of other, uh, let's say, uh, like-minded individuals, if you will. Definitely. Uh, on Tuesdays, every single Tuesday when you wake up, a uh, brand new episode. We're on episode 95 this week. So we're about to hit episode 100. Real close, In, in two years of, uh, of this podcast, uh, you know, in the making. So yep. make sure you go check that out. And then on Thursdays, obviously, we have an interview session that drops. Uh, last week, we had... Um, uh, Bishop Lamont. The yeah. week before that, we had DJ EFN. Mm-hmm. The week prior to that, we had uh, – oh, God, I'm having a brain fart. Who do we have uh, on? Of course, we had J57 and oh, yeah. Kataya in Yeah, that's there. right. We had J57 yeah. and Kataya on. Actually, a couple, uh, two two mix shows in a row, actually, they yeah. stopped by because they were in the A recording. No doubt. Anywho, uh, you know, just a host of characters, if you will. Yeah. Every Thursday. So share, like, follow, subscribe. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes Podcast. We're on MixCloud. Mm-hmm. And we're on Stitcher Radio. Yes. All right. And with that, yes. tonight. Tonight. Michigan's finest. I think I can say Michigan's finest. I don't think everybody's living in Michigan. But we'll, we'll, we'll say it's Michigan. My wife's from Michigan. So big up Michigan. Michigan's finest, the Black Opera. What up? What's hey, up, fellas? What up, Good. Chilling, man. Luke. All right. How y'all doing tonight? You guys are on the road, right? Yes, literally. Putting that uh, road work in. Pull over off of our drive to uh, do this interview. We're um, driving back from South Carolina, headed back to Michigan. We just had a show, our first time performing in South Carolina. Okay. What uh, part? You said what part? Yeah. Was it uh, Columbia? Columbia. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we, we performed at uh, Columbia College. Oh, okay. Gallery. So, you know, one of our members, uh, Cedric Umoja, had a exhibition called We Believe Too, mm-hmm. um, featuring a, a young artist named Krizer, Dalvon Krizer. Um, and uh, so basically he had he had his stuff all over the walls in one gallery. Like, they let him paint on the wall, which was fucking amazing. Wow. Um, and then we performed in, you know, kind of like the theater portion of the gallery right next to it. So, awesome. you know, people people got to come in and experience the art and then they, they got some music and then we just all chopped it up. So It sounds like a great really night. Dope. Yeah, it's really, really, really dope. Man. That's dope. You guys make it down south very often? Nah, we, I think we've been in Atlanta like one time as far as, you know, we did A3C. Um, but no, we, that's why one of the main reasons we came out, we honestly were coming out just to see his exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he believed it because, you know, they, they tell us, like, in South Carolina, people say they're coming out, but they're not. Um, right. <laughs> and I don't, I, don't, I don't think people believed him either because he said uh, people say people coming out and they don't. So, <laughs> or, like, the closer we got to it, I'm like, bro, you know, like if, if, if I say we coming out, we coming out. You know what I mean? Like, we don't be bullshitting. You know what I mean? Um so the closer we got to it, he was like, oh, shit, we got to make a flyer. We got to win it. Nice. real. You know, but I think um, we're making attention to get into the South more because um, we really don't have a choice. You know what I mean? With everything that's going on in the world, um, I think there's been periods in the past where we were, we were able to escape through the music and creativity and, and family and not really you know, have to deal directly with what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, and as creators, we kind of we kind of have different pulses. We get inspired by different things. We experiment in different ways. But now, 
with everything's going on, it's like we're filling our fan base. Like we're filling yeah. the voice of our fan base, and the and we see what they tweet, we see what they they Facebook. Um, so we're just we're drawn to get around the people that are really going through it, and that's everywhere. Um, but especially uh, you know our African American uh, black brothers and sisters, and and like the heart of the South and the heart of, you know, Detroit in the heart. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're trying to go to the places where we at. <laughs> right. I don't know a better way to say it. Like, we're, we're basically, we're basically uh, spot by spot, we're touring African America. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. Uh, we, we really want to be around us to get, to, to see how it feels. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're around a lot of people in Michigan, but we're so used to them. You know, it, it just feels like, you know, it's like family. Um, but we're trying to get around some new people who are actually creative and, Right. And real, um, and log off Facebook. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, like, how do you really feel about Trump? Yeah, you right. Know? Like, how do you feel? You know, um, yeah, man. It was a really dope trip. You know, we had like campfire. We had like beautiful, uh, creative black women and, and men, and um, you know, uh, it was like a film, like a mini film festival thing going on. Okay, uh, with, with all all black female. Um, filmmakers was called Daughters, uh, Daughters of the Dust. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really really dope uh, dope weekend to be there. So we were just trying to maximize the presence. Yeah. So majestic. I, it's it's interesting you brought that up because that was actually going to be one of the first questions that I asked you. Is this is obviously a hell of a time for you guys to be dropping the album that you dropped with yeah. the 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 title of the album, the day that you dropped and just how all of this kind of coincided with, let's call it a tragedy if you want. Um, can you kind of speak on mm-hmm. that? I mean, you guys obviously released this on veterans day. If, if, if my research is right, it came out technically yeah. on the 11th, right? Now was, was that plan? Yeah. I mean, did you guys kind of see, you know, um, election day, you know, coming around the bend and here's veterans day and here's this project and our message. And this is all just going to collide at once or. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little secret uh, about black opera. The dopest shit we do happens. It just happens. So like when we know we're doing things correctly, we know it's it's like the universe plans it for us. You know what I mean? Like we just kind of, we're just catching up to the vibe. We're just catching up to the wave. You know what I mean? So we weren't planning on making this project. We were working on my project. My project was supposed to drop in September. Mm. Um, my project was done. You know what I mean? Um, I was in a, you know, I was in a creative hole, not even watching TV, doing my solo stuff. You know, because it's fully produced by myself. Um, and then I stepped out, and all this just started popping off. You know, like brothers was getting killed. One, two, three. Like right. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And ancestors, yeah, ancestors. Um, unfortunately, um, and you know, with what we talk about and how you know people say conscious, people say political. I just think we're alive, right? You know, we're mm-hmm. human. Um, but we're definitely, you know, we've read a lot of books. We've all seen a lot of movies. We're very close to the struggle. You know, what I mean, you know, I'm I'm from Detroit, like. You know, both was born in Atlanta. So it's like, it's real easy to become desensitized when you talk about it all the time, when you see it all the time. Right. Um, but there was, so I was kind of at a point where I was like, oh man, like I can't, I got to stay strong. You know what I mean? I got to stay strong for the family. Like let, let's find a positive way to spend this and let's, 
you know, if we need to go protest, let's go protest. But, like, I was trying not to let this shit fuck with my soul. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, we still got to work. You know what I mean? Like, my wife has to go to work. Like, my daughter needs to go to school. Like, yeah. You know, and and it's weird because I think it was, I forgot what the first song was. Was it The Wake or um, Numb? I don't even remember. But whatever it was, it's, it's like, you know, me, I live in California now and Buff lives in Michigan. Jamal right. Buff, for y'all, I don't know who Buff is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Buff yeah. lives in, in Michigan. So it was really, right now, it's about us passing ideas back and forth. So I had been sending him solo stuff, like, yo, check it out, check it out, check it out. And I just ended up recording something. And it was, it was weird because it's like, I feel like we both were just holding it in. You know what I mean? It's hard to explain because we really didn't think about it. But with everything that was going on, it was almost like my house was quiet. Conversations with Buffalo quiet. You know, everything was just really quiet, but it was so loud. Mm, and right. I was trying not to react the way that people were reacting online. Because right. it was everywhere. The, rea- the reactions were everywhere. The videos were everywhere. And I'm just, I was kind of like stunned. You know what I mean? Then it's like I recorded one night <laughs> and I cried during the recording mm. and it was like such a fucking relief. You know what I mean? The, like the, the last verse on The Wake was actually the first verse at first and that verse broke me down. Like I, you know, I couldn't get through it. Mm. You know what I mean? And That's it was just like, right yo, and like when I felt that, you know, and it's a mutual thing because Buff was writing too. When I felt that, I think it allowed, it opened me up to feeling how people are feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and like, I hit, I had buff with that. He came back with three verses. I came back with two verses. We was just piecing it together, but we weren't, we weren't really even like, usually with our projects, we like prophesize the concept. Like, yo, we're going to do this. It's going to be, it's going to be called the bread We're going to be doing this, this, that, and third. We usually, and then we started thinking about like video demonstrations and then, you know, stage, you know, live demonstrations. Like everything is usually kind of like planned from point A to point Z. Right. You know what I mean? This shit, we weren't even talking about anything other than the music we were sending. It wasn't like, yo, what are we going to call this? Like how the hood's going to sound. It just happened. And you know, mm. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but it's like. No, nah, no, nah, a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, that, that's, that's thorough and, and deep like that, that's how it comes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I, I get you. I, and and like you yeah. said, with all the stuff going on, it's just a matter of time. You know, I think um, I think one of the things that's that's come out of uh, what we just experienced is I think everybody's looking forward to basic things like our music and our culture getting back to square one. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's, it's definitely yeah. time is definitely overdue. And um, I think a lot of people are just looking forward to that. I know for me, what got me through the situation was, number one, I can always count on America being America. Um, I, I definitely know where I am. I definitely you know where I res- know where I rest my head every night. Nothing surprises me. Uh, the other thing was once I, um, not even once I figured out, but once I stepped back into the the, the realization that I fear no man. I'm cool with it. I y'all could put yeah. Howdy Dude in the White House. I wouldn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? It don't it don't so stop look, me look, from look, what look, I got look, to do. Where you where you at right there mm-hmm. is where we were at. Yeah. Right? 
until we saw our fans talking about it. Yeah. Until we saw our family talking about it. And so I had to talk my talk to my daughter about it. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, you know, it it was half, yo, it's like the way that we do TBO, a lot of this stuff comes directly from our fans. You know, some of them notice it, some of them don't. We have tweets that make it into verses. Okay. Mm. So it was, it was like we saw people screaming like, yo, what's going on? I don't understand. Yo, this is whack. Like, did you see that? And it's like it, it just kept getting louder and louder. And I think the responsibility got to us, you know, after the pain hit us, mm-hmm. the responsibility got to us like, yo, we have to say something because they need to be hurt. Right. You know what I mean? And then on the flip side, it's like, you know, I personally have people hitting me up. Like, I got a long email like, yo, we need something right now. Mm. Like, we need something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm about to strap up and go to this protest, and I just I just need some hope in my ear. Like, I just need right. some humanity. I need to know that there's, like, real people out there. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, I need time. to know that, that what I'm thinking isn't crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, these are the things that, that made that project, man. Okay. Um, so, and the, and the, the ill thing is this, like, if you guys, you, you guys have been following, but for the people that, that are listening, most of our TBO stuff isn't personal. You know, like the Black right. Opera Projects, they're not usually personal. Like, this is what Majestic Legend feels. This is what Jamal Buffett feels. We save that for the solo stuff. Yeah. This is the first project where you get to hear the direct voice of Majestic Legend through the Black Opera. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, the mask kind of slipped off a little bit mm. and you see, you see the emotion, you know what I mean? Um, so I think, I honestly feel like that's what makes that special. But like, but like you're saying, I under, I totally understand, you know, like a lot of us do have an understanding of where we're at. We've been dealing with this shit, for, shit forever. Yeah. But, but the fucked up thing is when that shit hits you, you know what I mean? Like as a man, as a woman, you know what I mean? Like I saw, like I saw my wife break down. Like when that shit hits you, you're like, mm-hmm. I know better. Like I know, like I know, no president really ever helped me. I know they all been, you know, basically evil. Like, you know, I know I love Obama because he's black and he's cool. Like mm-hmm. I don't know nothing else. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like most right. people, are like you're not rooting, you're not rooting for him because he changes shit. It's because it makes me feel good, like a superhero. Right. Right. He's done some good stuff, but every president has done some good stuff. You know what I mean? Just this one, I feel like when something happens to me, he's gonna speak up. And right. have you know, I have an opinion about it, but it's like you you have that mindset of staying positive, but like sometimes that shit just piles up and it hits. That shit breaks you. You know right. what I mean? So for us, luckily, we have music when that happens. You know what yeah. I mean? And so then we thought about the other people going through. It. It's like yo, they need maybe them having music too might help. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah. so out of that, the concept came because it's like now, like right now, we're I don't even know where the fuck we at. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we we buy Dayton, right? So you you know the you know the path between Michigan and South Carolina, like oh yeah, you know we 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 go on to, to truck stops and and uh and uh gas stations where it's a lot of red hats, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's oh, a yeah. lot of you know what I mean? Yes, sir. So it, it's Confederate flag, Confederate flag. So the biggest thing I've had to deal with lately is I'm a grown ass man, and I I would never back down from from a fight. You know what I mean? Like we've been through it. I done seen it. Yeah. But it's, I'm addressing the fact that there's fear in my body in certain areas and sadness in my body in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that even though I know this is America, I think there's in the past, there's been a hope that a piece of this America will be mine. 
because of mm-hmm. what we built and how much we fought and how much we protested and yada, yada, yada. But I think, you know, what this project is saying is like, yo, you got to find that peace within yourself. Like, right. we don't, we don't, our America is not the same. Like our America is African-American. Not like you have to go somewhere. You know what I mean? As, as Buff was saying on the project is like, the rules don't apply to us. Like, exactly. We, right. can't, we can't just like put our hands up. Like I roll out in the suit and be the most well-spoken and the most respectable guy. And that's going to intimidate somebody and they'll fuck around and just shoot me for no fucking reason. Based on that alone. Yeah. 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 And, the, Not and even the, in the, the other thing you got to realize too, is that fear is on the other, just right on the other side as well, because guess what? Right. Um, you know, and and I've been seeing this a lot lately too. Just you know, you know the the whole picking cotton memes and all that stuff. This yeah. this is not that time. You know, this right. we we're, we're not our our grandparents or our great grandparents or our great great grandparents. The 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 black individuals that you see out here walking the streets today, no matter what part of the country, it's not it's not great grandma, anime. It ain't great uncle Remus or none of that. It ain't none of that. So all this stuff they talking about, white power is coming back and all that, they're going to have the hardest time with that, man. And and it's fear on both sides of the of the table. Uh, let me, let yeah, me just leave that right there, you know, because yeah. at the same time, okay, yeah, they put this guy in place, but he's that much of a loose cannon. They don't know what he's going to do. I don't even I I don't even think he's I mean, gonna make it to the inauguration, man. Like I think I think all the briefing he's getting right now, I think I think Trump is gonna punk out and be like, "Look, this ain't for me." I mean, you know, you know, you know, they they just have the president to be the focal point. He's like the logo. He don't do shit no man. way. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah. but you know, for he people, is strictly a figurehead right now. If you yeah. ask me, because but, but, but the it, ones you got to worry about is who he hires. And puts yeah, in his cabinet, yeah. and and the actual guy that's probably going to be calling a lot of the shots is this vice president dude yeah, Pence. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, they hired so, uh, they hired chief of staff. And, yeah, uh, you need to do today. your you need to do your due diligence on the people that's going to be around him because he's not going to be he's going to be the most micromanaged president of Absolutely. all yeah. time. Yeah, no doubt. That's like putting me in the White House, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, where where does this guy come from in the first place? Yeah, and and how is he even capable of having such a title? You know, so it's just a lot of stuff like that where I just I just look at it and and throw my hand up at it, and I'd be like, well, I still got to get up and go to work Monday morning. I got to drop my kids off at school. Uh, I still got bills to pay. I got bigger fish to fry than to, to worry about that, man. That's just so. I mean, yeah, we we uh we made African America an album about feeling disenfranchised and left out and killed and murdered and and the injustice while we had a black president. Right, right. So that should say everything you need to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Because a black president didn't stop none of that. I mean, no. it, it's still. It, I mean, went on during his watch. Um, poverty is still out there. Um, speaking of Michigan, the, the water crisis was brought to light, but there's still a water crisis in Michigan. Uh, don't forget about that. So, I mean, yeah, man, it's just it's just only so much 
whoever the president is or whoever the vice president is or whoever the the chief joints of staff or whatever you want to call them, it's only so much they're going to do. It's only so much they can do. Yeah. Hey, Jamal, I, I did you the have main, the, um, I'm sorry, go ahead, fellas. I think the main concern, um, you know, our concern is the people, not the president. Absolutely. Um, right, yeah. I think the main, I think, I think with certain people, like when you make, when you make a coach for a team or when you pick a husband for a marriage, I think people are concerned how that affects everybody else. You know what I mean? The fact that a Donald Trump can't get hired for such a job, mm-hmm. it makes me think like, damn, what happened to the progress? You know what I mean? On one side, it's like, damn, like we, we have come a long way because he has no type of experience and he got up in there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, maybe I can get up in there. Yeah. On the other hand, on the other hand, you see all the people that he's connected to you know, and you realize, damn, they're still here. You know, we we mm-hmm. may not be thinking that, but it's like I think the main concern is people are using Trump as a target. And he's definitely an alarm, like a checkpoint for America. I think the main most of the pain and the dismay is coming from the fact that some of their, you know, loved ones and friends and lovers may get attacked because of this this sign of bigotry. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, and we're it's seeing not like, that oh, too. Shit, he's the president. Yeah. We all fucked up. It's like, no, like if you're co-signing this man, imagine how many people feel co-signed now, you know? Right. Like, and, and that's what we're saying. Like the main, the main fear in general is not like, I think even a lot of white Americans know the president don't do shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to like shit on politics and, and um, yada, yada, yada. You know, I'm not going to get into the Rothschilds and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, most people know he has a job. It's not that. It's just how it affects everything your every day. Like, how does that connect to your your local community, you know, and the people that you hang with on a daily basis, people you go to the bar with, people you work with, yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, and him, him being like, he's kind of like the godhead of a certain movement. That movement is, is strengthened, even if it's disconnected from him, directly they're they're empowered by him winning just like if your team wins the super bowl might have a better year that year you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah. and i think that's the main fear like what you're saying i totally agree with um i think you know i think a lot of people people get that but it's just like if they can if they could target every single individual idiot that su- that supports such a thing they will be posting all their pictures up when we try to we we try to, um, <laughs> right, but now right. it just it, it just, yeah. it just all culminates to Trump. You know what no I mean? Doubt. Like it's just all Trump to the yeah. point where we really don't know who Trump really is. And I guess we'll find out. We're about we about to find out. That yeah, yeah, um, that's for sure. He's, he's such a great entertainer, and, and he has the best episode and series going on. Didn't even need Netflix or Hulu. Um, right. But in in real life, his his show. Yeah. And his, you know, his show is one thing, but his viewers is another thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what's really fucked up. Like, damn, you let me, like, I know they're here. I see the Confederate flags. I mean, shit, I see the American flag. Ain't no damn difference. Yeah. Um, if you want to get real, um, look at the old Ku Klux Klan pictures. There ain't no difference between the, between the Confederate and the American. But yeah. in their eyes, in their eyes. Right. Um, right. But we know they're out there. But we want to keep them, <laughs> like for the sake of normal people, we want to keep the motherfuckers where they at. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm the type. Of, I'm the type of person where I'm like, I want to know who you are, but I don't. I don't want you standing out when my daughter's going to school. Right. Right. You know, I don't want you. You know, ending people's right to protest by saying you have a right to protest. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you taking people's lives because of where they came from. You know, right. America can be a beautiful place. People want to come here. We 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 used to welcome them. Them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but that's that's it. You know. But like I said, we make the music. We make music for the people. You know, we feel like we don't have a voice that that magnifies. You know, that's from the world now because our fan base is still growing. But I do know the people that are tapped into us. It's a very interactive fan base. Like we get a lot of emails. We get a lot of EMs, texts. So a lot of them are friends. A lot of them are family. And they do kind of look to us like, yo, what, are you, what is TBL going to say? Like, how are y'all going to flip it? Like, because everybody's saying something. We got, you know, super gangsters turning into super conscious. You know, some of them only right. do it for a campaign for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good because the emotion, when the emotion comes through, everybody, everybody cheers. Everybody gets moved by the wave. Um, but it's like the people that have been doing it from day one, it's like, what are they going to say? Right. You know, so, like, so guys... You, you, yeah, so, so so guys, real, real quick then. So, for for those that don't know, can you explain? I guess the concept of black o- opera. Like, I don't want to, you know, spend you know a, a tremendous amount of time on this. But for people that don't know you guys, and uh, made you know African American, maybe the first you know album they've heard from you guys for whatever reason. So yeah. why why is why is what you've done up until this album, you know, so different? And talk a little bit about, you know, and I hate to just be like pulling down terms off your bio and your website, but I mean, there's some, you know, you guys have a very, um, you know, I, I guess a very kind of creative and artistic and what was it I saw in here, Meeks? The um, self-proclaimed uh, Rap's First Performing Arts Group, mm. right? I mean, you guys are really big on, uh, you know, anonymity, you know, very theatrical, if you will. Uh, you know, you, you can you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but yeah, c- can you guys uh, no, explain that a little correct. bit, please? Yeah. So, um, the anonymity part, we kind of slow down on a little bit, but to to this day, and we will continue until you know, whenever the curtains close. Um, the Black Opera is the Black Opera. Like we we're not doing this for, you know, personal recognition. We're we're pushing the art that we create. So at first when we did come out, we did not let people know that it was me, Jamal Buffett or Buff One from the Athletic Mike Lee or Majestic Legend from Subterraneous. Right. Because then we didn't want people to say, Oh, okay, this sounds different from AML or this is not what I was expecting or Oh, yeah, I know Buff. I know the type of music he makes. So we purposely did not attach our personal identities, our solo identities to the Black Opera. Since then, you know, this is about five or six years years ago. Since then, you know, people know it's okay, it's cool, but we still are about the Black Opera. You know, we don't care if anyone ever knows who the individual members are. Right. So, uh, and that ties into what we stand for, which is like putting the art first. You know, we are creative people. We want people to uh, see what we do and interpret it their own way. You know, we, we make the art for your interpretation. So when we perform, you know, we, we wear masks. We have wardrobe changes. It is theater. Um, it is performance art. Um, you know, we, we wanted to not only do something different for hip-hop, um, but also do something different for 
people who love art. You know, mm-hmm. we, we want to bring these worlds together. Um, and so that's, that's really what it's about. Um, this is our fifth album. Mm, I, I, I count. This album. I count. For, um, well, do you count Protect the Code as an album? Was that was that like an album? That was more like a comp, right? Or or no? Uh, it's a it's a compilation album. So, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, about four or five. You know, we've done yeah. a bunch of mixtapes and stuff like that. Right. Um. So yeah. Um. That is. The black opera, you know. So, so uh, do, you, are, do you guys? Uh, you guys come from theater backgrounds, or like, where, where, where does this come from? Because this is not some old. Uh, uh, it comes from, comes from wanting to be original. It comes from not being afraid. It comes from wanting to innovate. You know, push the art forward. Hip hop. We love hip hop. We will never stop loving hip hop. Um, but we wanted to do something different for for people for for the for people who enjoy the art of rap and just enjoy art in general. So I, I personally don't have uh, a theater background. I think Jess might've been in a couple plays when he was in elementary school. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, We've, we've all got those. Jesse Legend versus Jamal Buffer, the new Drake and Meek. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was the, uh, was the show he you just, the play. Was uh, <laughs> was the show you just got? Uh, was the show you guys just did uh, the perfect backdrop for TBO? Um, you know, with the being at the art gallery and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What what we what we yeah what we and what we're doing now too is we're working out. We're working on a new music, adding new music to the show. You know, okay. um, I, I want to add on to what he was saying. Everything he's saying is definitely true. Um, I think. One thing that we wanted to get across when we started is we are one. Right? And I think more so than that becoming a slogan, it became actions. So our personal taste is different than a lot of people's. You know, we go from trap to tribal, Hmm. boom bap, jazz, you know, like we, we... we live in the now, but we also go to where it came from, and then we also go to the future. That's a good point. So, I'm, I'm glad you brought that you up, Majestic, me? because I was going to ask you about that. So anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll get into so, that in a second. So, so Go ahead. On stage, you're going to see futuristic masks. On stage, you're going to see bandanas, um, ski masks, all black. And, you know, you might see some black shades, some revolutionary shit. On stage, you're going to see dashikis, or, or like tribal-like, you know, a type of tribal setting for, for songs that have certain rhythms. You know what I mean? It's really just to magnify what we're actually doing. Like, we, we've basically taken the audio to a visual art. Okay. You know? So it's like when people... So there's, there's a lot of hip-hop acts that have mixed things, you know, like, yeah, we're going to do... This one is this kind of beat, and this one's that kind of beat, and this one's that kind of beat. But it doesn't always betray, you know, to the to the to the viewer... Because at the end of the day, it's just rap. You know what I mean? And rap is fucking amazing. But I'm saying to a lot of viewers, they're just there to hear you rap. Right. If that's what you mostly do. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people doing visual things. But, you know, what we do is we we change our outfits, you know, our costumes slightly for every single song just to magnify the fact that the movement is changing. You know what I mean? Like, this is... And we move totally different for every song. Okay. So... It helps us become a part of the song and less a part of ourselves on stage. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's like it's like this one moving piece, and it's like we 
we are going to add certain things, but we don't necessarily have to have like a projector screen. We don't have to have like background dancers. Mm-hmm. We don't have, you know, it's just like subtle movements. Like there's a freeze, there's a pause. You know what I mean? There's there's a moving in unison and then we separate. There's gotcha. going from a trap bounce to a tribal bounce. You know what I mean? So we just kind of, the way that we perform and the way we do things, it actually came naturally more so than saying we're going to do theater things. You know, we're going right, to do right. artful things. And and you have to keep in mind too, now, now that we're where we're at in the books, we can kind of, we're kind of like dispelling some of the mystery. You know, a lot of people know now that we had a career before the Black Opera. The Black Opera started in 2011. Mm. So we've been individually and together at times, we've rocked clouds, you know, with our solo stuff years before the Black Opera. So we saw a lot and we've done a lot and we're just kind of bored with just the walk back and forth with the microphone thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and the whole I'm the dopest cat. Like, we made a song called Top 5, kind of like mocking the concept on one hand, but also letting cats know, yo, we, we can fit too. My nigga, we dope. Right, right. <laughs> At the end of the day, like, yeah. We, we, yeah. Make, we make it concepts. We make what you call conscious stuff. Um, we do uh, quote-unquote political rap, but nigga, I'll take your fucking head off in the battle. Like, don't fucking sleep. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Um, there's time for war, too. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, the way we set it up in the album for the people, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping spoilers for people who haven't heard it. If you haven't, let's play, let's play right now. Um, <laughs> but we also, if you notice, we cut that track off with reality because that's, that's how it's happening. It's like some people are in the studio doing braggadocious shit saying, me, 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 I got this, look at this, whatever. We, you know, we like a lot of that too, but when they see Facebook, they don't stop. Right. You know? They don't have that in them to to feel like yo. I need to say something to my fan base, and maybe they don't have a fan base like that. Or they they don't feel a connection. But I'm saying, all I can say is the difference between them and us is we can't keep going. Like we can't keep saying yo. I'm the dopest. I'm the illest. Uh, look at look at. And then somebody just gets shot. Oh, niggas out here getting shot. But I'm the dopest. Uh, I'm the illest. It's like yo, mm-hmm. bro. Like, mm-hmm. did you see the face of the person that was standing next to him when he got shot? Did you see the face of the cop? Like. We sit back and think, like, what are they thinking? How is this affecting people? Right. Like, how can we how can we touch on every emotion? You know, so if you listen to the project, it's not just us being angry about the issues. That's in there. You know, there's anger. There's concern. There's healing. There's, you know, being lost. We're lost on the track sometimes. There's mm. inner thoughts. There's exterior thoughts that you say to sound cool. You know, hashtag stay woke. It's the whole process. Everything, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and, and that's, you know, just to speak up for, you know, I'm not trying to say black America again, but I'm not saying we're the vocal, <laughs> we're not the vocal for uh, black people, but just speaking for um, people of color, uh, you know, the indigenous, you know, the people that have been spoken for and had their history changed by people who are not like them. The one thing that's not highlighted is our spectrum. Like, we're all over the place. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. we're not this one-dimensional, like, you know, I like, you know, I like watermelon and chicken. Like, it's not just that. Like, you know, I'm when I'm sexual, I just fuck. Like, it's not right. it's not just, like, <laughs> one thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so a lot of the stuff that we threw into the album was, like, to let people know, you know, when, we, when, we, when we're on Black Twitter and doing think, think pieces, like, look at, don't point out the contradictions, highlight, you know, the range. Right. Yeah. So, so that's, that's one thing I've always been impressed with you guys about. And I, and I guess I really, 
it really hit me with um the last uh full length in 2014 that was um oh shit what was it, it was, yeah the, the great year yeah the, the great year so you know there are a lot of people that try their damnedest to um hit on or kind of uh, sonically right try to hit on all of these different chambers of hip hop or rap or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Right. You guys, in my opinion, are one of the few that have actually been able to pull it off because here's the thing. And like, you know, we go through this on the show all the time because when, when you listen to the, to, to the, the show that Meeks and I do in particular, you know, you're talking to two 40, 40 year old, 40 plus year old men right here, you know, it is it is a very most of the time Meeks, you could say it's a very boom bappy show. It can be. Right right right. Yeah. It's it's a it's very traditional tra- traditional if you boom will. Boom Yeah, exactly. Yeah. From, from 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 a from a sound, sonic standpoint. And hey, you're getting wise though. Hey, you 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 you're getting to the point of wisdom because you said boom bappy and not boom bap. You're recognizing that your taste is changing. Right, so, right, and, right. And, and enjoy being forty. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 anyway, so, and then actually, um, when when J fifty seven was 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 in studio last week, we had this conversation, Meeks, where when I'm when I'm like gathering joints for the show every week, mm-hmm. I will come across. Oh, we were talking about this with Kataya about how you you specifically asked him like, why do you want to do kind of trap sounding shit right because it's uh you know you that's know, the you, wave right yeah now. that's that's the wave right so anywho what what i said kind of where we got in the conversation was is i i know that there are people out there that have a you know uh you know have a different sound or are, are, are you know trying to push the envelope but if it sounds remotely like all this fuck shit that's on the radio here in Atlanta, for example, all the time. Right. I automatically, and I'm a DJ. I'm supposed to have a very open mind, and I do have an open mind, and, you know, like from a production standpoint, et cetera, like I, I take it all in, but I still, like, it is very hard for me to get past, like, this, it, the sound and the flow is like that shit that we hear all the time. Right. Right. So, what I like about you guys is, and I don't know how you've done it, but you have managed, the styles that you guys managed to pull off and you specifically did on uh the, the last album is pretty <clears throat> incredible man like I, I i really don't know how you guys are doing it and, and you've, you've well, done thank, it again on this on, on this well, album too thank you uh we appreciate that feedback um yeah i wish i had an answer for you <laughs> um if i we, for one, we like we we like to have fun. We enjoy what we do. Like rap is about fun. It should always be about fun. It should be about what brings you joy. You know, if all this crazy stuff was going on in the world, and you know, all we had was going to our you know computer programming job, or not that there's anything wrong with that. No, you can make money doing that. Oh, but yeah. if all we had was our nine, our typical job or going into a, a workplace, you know, we might go crazy. Mm. But we have this outlet of rap. Like, we have this. Yeah. And it, it brings us joy. Even when we're rapping about pain, it brings us joy. You know, mm. uh, when we're rapping about fear and anger, it brings us joy to do this. And so, 
that's how we approach music. Like, um, and we listen to everything. You know, I don't know if it's a, just a product of us being from Michigan and not having to like choose a side, yeah. east, west, south. You know, we we would get everything. We would get Sibo. We would get Brother Lynch. We would get music, just music. GK. We would, you know, Nas, of course, yeah. whatever. Like, so we listen to everything. Bone Thugs. You know, so we we like to ex- express that to people. Like, yo, this is we we were influenced by all of this, right? You know what I'm saying, and we're still influenced by what's going on now. You cannot, you can't, you can't not be influenced right. by what's here. Whether you like it or not, right. you're gonna be influenced. And so it's like, yeah, we like to have fun. Uh, we like to show our skills. If we can, if we can rap double time, be in the pocket and say something deep, then do it. Or exactly. if you want right. to yeah. talk about randomness, if yeah. you want to talk about randomness, we can do that too. So, um, you know, it wasn't like, yo, all right this is going to be our like trappy album or, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, we were influenced by what was going on. And you know, when you really live this, like we do, it's not that hard. You know what I'm saying? You can tell when people are trying right. to like, you know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. This is going to be my trap song and I'm going to rap double time and super syncopated and blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. you can, you know, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. you stay if you don't want to stay current, then you are already too late. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like, if you don't do it naturally, like, we, we do workshops with kids. You know what I mean? Like, we're exposed to it. And we're not, we're not like, in our 40s yet. <laughs> right, <laughs> So, gotcha. like, we're connected to the new school, the old school, bro. We, 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 we pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, all ages are cool, but we cool as fuck to, to a lot of different ages. Right. Like, real talk. <laughs> right. Well, the, the, th- the thing is, is that a, a lot of times when people try to stretch out like that, it sounds contrived yeah. or it doesn't right. sound it doesn't sound um, genuine or it sounds yeah. like someone's poking fun at it. Right. Yeah. So it, it, that's, it, that's why that's why I make music with Jamal Buffer, because our face is similar. We're going to go from, you know, Young Jeezy to Drake to Uzi Vert to, to Reflection Eternal, to Black Moon, to yeah. The Knots, to High Road. Snoop, to Dre, to Easy, to you know what I mean? Like we gonna we gonna we gonna play. We just go to one place. Yeah, I was just gonna say like we listen we, to everything, bro. We, I think more than anything, and this might have changed. I know it's changed for me. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna speak for Jess, but it's changed for me over the years. Like I for sure was a hundred percent. Even though I love beats and I'm a beat head, I, you know I can't make beats, but I think I have a pretty good beat ear for beats and I work with some of the greatest producers alive. You make uh, making beats now a little bit. But but it was always about the lyrics, like, you know, who's the nicest, who had the dopest bars. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what I grew up on. That's how I got into it. I wanted to be the best lyricist and technical and, and all that. But the older I get, I realize and this you know, this is maybe because I'm an adult and you know what I'm saying I gotta pay bills and I gotta, you know, live life and, and try to be healthy and all these crazy things and, and also see what's going on in the world and news and try to, you know, comprehend that. The older I got, I was like, yo, it's about feeling. Like, how does this make you feel? Like, right. it's not about, like, oh, he said, you know, calculator, you know, Alvin's greater, Apple, you know, whatever. It's not about that. You know what I'm saying? It's about how do you feel when you listen to this music. And mm-hmm. so that's yeah. how I started approaching. You know, I still, I'm always going to have lyrics because that's, that's what I do. But like, if I 
feels something I've never felt before when I listen to a song. It could be a melody. It could be a couple notes that do something different that I've never heard. That's going to stick with me more than your bars, especially if you're just talking about, you know, you could have, you could be the ear, the illest lyricist, but if you're still talking about just how dope you are, really, I don't heard every, almost every single way that you can be dope at this point. Right. Like, you're not going to surprise me with any new words in your vocabulary to come up with how dope you are. It's just right. not going to happen. In other words, the rhyme with lyrical. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so how does it, how do you make me feel with how dope you are? That's, that's what it's about to me. So, it, I, I, yeah, it, it's not, you gotta, you guys gotta keep in mind. The one thing I think we over, overlook is how old rap is. Yeah, you know I, mean? I was just gonna that say old. that actually. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're 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 thirty years in, you know, uh, uh, yeah. more, right? Um, more, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, thirty, thirty, forty. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, what, I'm, what I'm saying, we, I think, I think the problem, because you know, we had we had some of the conversations about this over the weekend. Like, the problem is, we feel like our opinion is based in some type of like fact. <laughs> Our opinion is just how we feel about right. what we know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this art form is not... I don't know why we keep trying to put this art form in the grave. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's still young. We don't know what hip-hop is. We don't know what rap is. We know what it started as. All things started something. But then you give it to the people. Yeah. So it's like, why not have fun? And then the funny thing is, like, you notice earlier we said we go from tribal to trap to this to that. What we like to do... Just like when we see people, back to the we are one thing, we like to find similarities. But we look at the similarities and we look at the differences, and usually the differences is like a lack of connection and communication. Mm. Differences aren't always like traits. Like he gets angry, but he never gets angry. He falls in love, but he doesn't like love. Like it's not, people are pretty similar. You know what I mean? The difference is usually a disconnection. It's these two people don't talk to each other. Right. So yeah. when it comes to the music, when we come to the music, like, when I listen to new stuff, that's like, yo, man, check this out, man. This dude doing mumble rap. When I listen to it, I approach it just like I would approach one of my students and say, like, let me let me see what he's doing. Like, let me see his intention. Let me how how much fun is he having? Like, he sounds like he's having a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can see that technically he didn't come up in the era of super rapping. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, so he doesn't, he don't listen to what I listen to. Okay, what does he listen to? Let's see what he listens to. Oh, I get it. Little B, yeah. Soldier Boy, mm, Wayne. Okay, yeah, and that's you know Wayne. You know, okay, and then I see now I see the tools he started with, and I see what he's made out of it. I'm like, yo, this shit's kind of genius. And then what I do is I connect eras that are parallel. So then I think about Fela, I think about James Brown, mm. I think about Marvin Gaye. We didn't always know what Marvin Gaye was saying. We we give it we give it okay to D'Angelo. We don't know what the hell he's saying, but we both we we, we give a pass to D'Angelo, and I love okay player and all of that. But we give a pass to D'Angelo, but we we get down on Slim Thug when you know Slim whatever his name Slim Thug when he's doing the same thing. Young Thug, well, I always yeah. want to keep calling him Slim Thug because he bony um, as fuck. You know, <laughs> and this, you got to understand, this is how we talk in the studio. This is this is what this is the vibe we have. Like James Brown, we're we're like. We're um we're unapologetically um human. You know what I mean? Like we don't it's like James Brown is a fucking great, but he's human. Yep. So if he has a thought and if he has a greatness, it's on evil a evil balance, same as my grandmother. 
I don't put him up there like, no, he can't be touched. It's like, no, put the music on, let's listen to it. He was off then. He was off. He's a great, but I'm not afraid to say he was off. Right. I feel he was off. Right. Put on, put on the young thug. He was on there. Man, what you trying to say? I, yo, yo, B, keep it real. It's like, bro, he was on, man. He was on. Put on Foo Snickers. It was off. Put on Buster Rhymes. His new stuff, he wasn't on. Tribe stuff, he was on. You know, after, yeah. <laughs> after, you know what I mean? Snoop had a period. Yeah. Wasn't on. Now he's back. You know I, was what I, mean? like, I don't care who it is. Anybody, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's it's like anybody. It's not about judgment. It's just about judging judging people equally. If you want to judge, but it's like you listen to, to uh, James Brown, and it's like right. We love it. We love it because it was in an era when everything wasn't super lyrical, and we were we were getting introduced to those drums for the first time. Right. And we was we was seeing him perform with it. Right. Like oh shit. But if you can watch Young Thug walk into a studio with a piece of paper where he's drawing images and not words, he's drawing a baby, he's drawing a lady, and he's drawing, you know, a train, and he's drawing a, a thought bubble, and he's like, my baby's my lady. That's my train of thought. Ah. You, if you don't see the genius in that, and it, 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 it will tell you why you're not connected to the youth. Because these, these little kids are geniuses from a different era, almost a different planet. And on a different parallel, if you don't try to connect with them, that's the disconnection. Mm. You know what I mean? So maybe it's because of what we do on a daily basis. How much we care about, man. We care about people, bro. We care about, we love our fans, bro. We are our fans. What, what, you know what, what, I mean? like, what, Majestic, hold on. What, what, what do you mean what you ahead. do on a daily basis? What, 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 what do you mean? Well, you know, Elaborate we, there a little we bit. Do work, we, we work with kids. We do workshops. Um, we, we spend time with family. We listen to fans. We meet with fans. Some some of our fans become assistants. You know what I mean? Like we're we have a, a music community that we're in touch with. Like right now, we have a DJ pool. Um, you know that you can join at TBO DJ Pool at Gmail. Um, we we do contests. You know we we invite our fans from our newsletters to send an email. Like, how do you feel about this? Like, tell us tell us what you feel about this shirt. If somebody emails us about a shirt and asks a question. That email usually goes on like three or four messages because hmm. it's like we want to talk to them. Yeah, so a little more detail. We both have been youth workers for the last few years. I've been working with young people for about the last six years. I was at a teen center. Now I go into schools um, working with young people, either doing music workshops and songwriting workshops, which just does, and beat making workshops, or just working with them on like, you know, if they're emotionally impaired or cognitively impaired, you know, helping them with their schoolwork, helping them function in school, you know, um, you know, some of these kids are, you know, have diagnoses and they, you know, they eat them drugs and all this stuff. And so coming from that perspective, it's like, man, these kids are getting judged, um, you know, sometimes unfairly based on, you know, well, this is what the book says is wrong with him, so this is what's wrong with him, so right. these are the drugs we're going to give him. Right. Um, not to go off on a tangent, but to tie it back to what we're talking about with the, the music, they, this, this is the music they listen to. Right. So right. When, we, when we're working with them, we hear this. You know, we hear what they're playing, we hear what they like, and we make music for everybody. And we want to try to change this world as much as possible, as much as a song can change the world, which is, you know, maybe impossible, we, but we're going to try we want them to hear the song and, and and be influenced by it. So 
we can't not make music for young people. We can't like shun them like, oh, you're so young. You don't understand what's going on. This isn't for you. You know, we want them to hear it and enjoy it as well. And hopefully we can influence them and change their direction, change their path. If that's right. possible. So, and I, I think, uh, I think, you know, by, by trying to tap into the youth um, from your perspective, I, I'm pretty sure there's a level of responsibility that you put within the music while you're trying to reach them. And I and I bring up that term responsibility yeah. because <clears throat> I was uh I was in a discussion in the studio uh Friday night. Uh it was me, DJ Pocket, uh Wise Intelligent, uh some brothers from uh DC, uh Diaspora Black. And uh okay. we were talking about, you know, today's music and you know, the disconnect, so to speak. And, you know, we kinda what we kinda brought to light was you know, during our era, we was talking about dumb shit too. But by the end of the record, there was a what my man say a, a Aesop's fable at the end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. At the end of the record, don't do this. And yeah, you know, yeah. I, I talked about all this shit the first two and a half minutes, but in the last thirty <laughs> seconds, don't do this. Blah blah blah. You'll be yeah. fucked up if you don't. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> So that's yeah. that's I think that's where the disconnect is. That music is hey. cool. Hey. You know, I, I mess hey, with my please. kids all the time. You know, I I quote some, I tell them to say something about too much sauce or, <laughs> or some shit like hey. that. But there's no responsibility in the music today. And that's I think that's what people our age can't really get behind. Um yeah. so if they were able to p- bring that aspect into it, I don't think there would be so much of a disconnect. What you just said, I'm sorry, you say you say intriguing things and I want to stop you like mm-hmm. right there. My bad. <laughs> so you you said A five five was tables at the end? Yeah. In my mind, it it's, it might be might be a little too creative, but in my mind, I think, well, dad used to come home at night. Mm. You know what I mean? Like dad got there late, so did the message. Like mm. we didn't deal we not dealing uh. with the households. We didn't deal with the households that these these kids have. Right. You know right. what I mean? We might not have seen that every day of the week, but he he came after whatever long trip he or came at home all. after he came yeah. home. You know what I mean? And he got you straight. You might have got that one whipping for the month. Yeah. But he got you straight. You know what I mean? Mama might be out at the casino all night, but you know you're gonna see her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These kids are dealing with a different type of broken home. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes their parents aren't there, but they're on these new drugs, like the drugs they be rapping about. They pants on him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Just a, it's, a, it's just a different thing. So, and that's one, and like I said, just from working in the youth centers, you start, you start seeing that in the music. Like, there is no, for, for these kids, there is no, there is no silver lining. There, there is no positive message. It's just, I want to, I'm going to say this on the record because OG told me, because Buff and Jess told me, if I just rap it on the record and don't do it, I'm going to stay out of jail longer. Right. And, and 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 OG told me, you know, he didn't want me to feel stupid like everybody else does. He didn't want me to feel ignorant like the teacher does. So he said, just wrap your heart out and do the best you can, and we'll talk about it. Right. That's why it comes out like that. You know, a lot of a lot of artists is just like, yo, just keep him in the studio. Just keep. I don't care what the fuck he's right. writing about. I don't care if it sound like too short. Right. I don't care if it sound like ten dog. Keep him in the studio. If you want to smoke a little weed, give him some weed. It ain't crack. Keep the crack away. Right, right. You know, keep the, keep the whores away. Keep the guns away. 
keep keep some of the homies away, but keep them in the studio. And, that, and that's what we see when we see these kids. It's like, I have, you know, I have like, uh, you know, teachers hit me up like, yo, I just really need you to come back and work with this student. Basically, they're saying it. They're saying since you've been gone, he's been going the other way. Right. And only thing he was looking forward to in school was was your music class, you know, or you know, you teaching them how to write bars or teaching them how to make beats or whatever. Right. And that you you just have to. But see, here's here's the thing: like, there's always been those errors when you have the people who are speaking up and condemning people who are who aren't actually connected to the people. So, like, we had people in the old school who were super pro-black, extremely pro-black, pro, pro that never went to the hood. They never talked to the gangster right, or to the right, thug or whoever right, they were right, different. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But the people that we really respected were the people that were in the hood and working with the hood and doing food programs and doing events, and they didn't they didn't talk down on people like some of the people did because that was the homie. Like, they understand why he's flipping crack. You know, they understand why you would, you would give crack to your your dad you probably didn't like him in the first place mm. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know what i mean right yeah and just, to be, just to be clear just to be clear we don't love everything we hear you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we're not oh yeah everybody open you know oh just because you get on a beat and rap you, you, you're dope but we do try to appreciate something out of everything we hear you know whether it's the rhythm whether it's the words whether it's the beat whether it's the melody whatever we do try to appreciate that so that's just how we are. Yeah, that's just how. No, we I are. understand that because I I can appreciate I can appreciate the youth and and what they're doing um for keeping eight oh eight alive. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. like yeah. I yeah, you know what I mean? Like I I grew up with track trunks rattling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. and yep. I I hate to say it, but a lot of a lot of cats from from our generation or from our era is like they step away from things in in the name of you know, pushing it forward or what have you. But I like—I would like to be outside and and hear somebody coming up the block. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, and and, right. and the, the youth got that shit on lock. I oh, give yeah. it to them for that. You oh, know, yeah. um, yeah. but definitely, man. Yeah, it, it's just you know, the disconnect is a disconnect. You know what I mean? And it's just like you know, if, if there's some kind of way to to bridge that, um, I, I think I think it would would be in in everyone's best interest, the youth and and cats our age to try to bridge that or what have you. So so guys, do you think that this album is going is a um I mean I would assume this is kind of a turning point for you guys um on a number of levels. I mean like you said like <clears throat> you know the anonymity thing is, is is not as big of a priority anymore and I guess folks have kind of more or less figured out at least who the black opera is, but I mean, I've got to imagine this is a pretty pivotal point for you guys uh, on yeah. in, in a number of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's um, it just, just kind of said in the background, it's kind of like a rebirth. Uh, you know, we're excited about every single album that we put out. You know, every time we do something new, we think it's our best work. Uh, we're proud of everything that we do. Um, so this may sound, you know, a little crazy, but, you know, we really are excited about this. We feel like this is something powerful. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's different. It's different from saying, yeah, I got the dopest album out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool. We At times we felt like we had the dopest album out. But we really feel like what we have is extremely powerful. And, like, we can, we can 
affect people's lives with this with this album. Um, you know, and so having that also, you know, we we just started our own label imprint uh, a little over a year ago. So you know, us controlling our own things, our own business. You know, it's just like a, everything is really coming together right now, and you know, it's kind of like yeah, it is like a rebirth. So we're we're extremely excited and. Yeah, we you know we we think this is going to do things that it's going to create things we've never seen before. Yo, y'all's logo is ill, man. Can y'all talk a little bit about the uh, the the logo for for TBO? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I wanted to ask that actually. You guys break that down. Well, if I tell you the secret, we got to kill you. Ah, here we go with that <laughs> shit. <laughs> you might notice that there's a you might notice there's a red dot. On your hat right now. No, just... <laughs> you got to get no, in line. No, they're, they're not. Got... Da- they're not in Dayton. They're right outside my house here in Marietta, Georgia. They have. They have, they have used the power and, of. And uh... my question is, which red dot is yours? You got to get in line. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, I'm, he's like, man, I'm used to red dots. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought I had me. I thought I had me for ten years. I'm just a man. Um, Real, real quick. There's a, there's a couple angles, man. Um, one thing we didn't highlight is we, we, we do believe that uh, perception is king. So what we do, we, we try to always have a couple sides to look at it. So people will hear a song like "Talking Revolution," you know, and be like, "Man, what y'all trying to say?" Just like you tell me, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Gotcha. laughs> like, what are, what are we trying to say? You know, um, some stuff you hear it and you be like, "Dope, dope beats and rhymes." Mm-hmm. You, you guys are pretty dope. And then Cass will come back to us like a week later, like, yo, are you saying this? And we won't give them the answer. And they'll come back another week and be like, ah, I get it. I get what you're doing. Okay. You know what I mean? But like the, the logo is the same thing. I mean, as far as the inspiration, the inspiration comes from um, West African uh, Adinkra science, which you guys can Google. Okay. Um, but if you look closely into the logo, you're going to see a T, a B, and a O. There it is. The, 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 the top of the T is over the two eyes. Uh, the B holds, you know, the nose and the mouth, and then there's a chin that's in the bottom of the O. So if you look at if you look at it, I don't know what you're going to see, but some people will see a mask. Some people will see a face. Mm-hmm. Some people will just see a dope sign. And some people are going to see them letters, but that's the whole point. The whole goal is to keep you engaged long enough for you to get the full spectrum. Got you know it. what I mean? Um, so everything that we stand for is in that logo. Those letters come together as one. We believe that we are one, even though we come from different places. You know what I mean? Um, and perception is king, man. Nice. Who who came up with the logo? When you guys designed the logo, or did you have the concept? Well, or? we have we, we we have a designer. This is what happens with the things we do. Like before I say this, anybody who's ever did an album cover or designed the logo or anything like that, I love you. But they know we we're very like visual people so it's like we not we may not have the skill like with the african-american cover it's like yo i can see a black black passport african-america you know and then in this case uh the guy that we work with a lot right now we partner with uh for for our gear we got new gear coming it's, it's, it's some in the store now uh for pete's sake um andy k from uh for pete's sake he's a killer on the visuals um but basically we'll hit him with an idea he comes back with it and it's like oh shit so, you know, we sent him, he created the logo, too. It's weird that we still work together. So we sent him a Dinkra signs. We told him what we wanted. 
you know, we was telling him, like, we want the letters to be combined. We told him, like, the top five that we like, and that's what he came up with. Okay. He killed it. Yeah, you know what I mean? nasty, but too. Dope, I, I'm, I, that's a nasty-ass logo. Say, yeah, I'm highlighting that to say because, like, we kind of, we go into different circles where there's people who do different things. Um, and one thing, one thing that Buff said is, like, we, we have a label now. We have an imprint. We've always kind of handled our business to a certain extent. We've handled our marketing to a certain extent. We've had to because the black opera's vision is so us. So it's hard to have people just come in and be like, put it in somebody else's hands. Yeah. You know, and that's been the biggest frustration because people have, they have input, but they don't really know what it is yet. Like you don't know what we're doing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And sometimes we're creating and we don't know what we're doing. So how are you going to tell us what to do? Right. You know what I mean? So we're excited because it's not that we needed to be given freedom. We've gotten confidence from pushing shit ourselves, and we're like, "Yo, now we're at a point where we got distribution. Um, we can press our CDs. We got, you know, some income coming in. We just invested right back in, so we can give the fans some, some merch, yada yada yada." And we're like, "Yo, we don't have to like arm wrestle the cat about how this video looks because they think it's too whatever, right? Or they're sending sending us some shitty visuals that's actually racist, but they don't know that. Oh, wow. uh, you know what I mean? So it's like certain wow. things we dealt with in the in the recent recent history is just yeah. like yo like we're not trying to be assholes but we stand for something right we don't stand for what your label stands for we stand for something okay <laughs> so listen <laughs> you know what i mean um so yeah man I said no. That's what's up. So, 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 uh, so, so, guys. So, it's obviously you know Black Opera is the you know the two of you, but you guys have uh, I guess a, kind of a pretty kind of regular cast of characters or extended family, if you will, um, mm-hmm. on the production and the I guess kind of MC yeah. rhyme side of things too. Can you guys break that down a little bit for us? Like fourteen and Obi yeah. and all I mean, those guys. Yeah, we, we have, like, it's just, it's different levels. We have people that are within the collective that we see on a daily basis, almost. Some people we see monthly. And some people were kind of, like, already in the family, so they're more like affiliates, you know what I mean? Um, and But we also have artists that we're working on releasing. So, for instance, Obi Ayoha was an artist that we uh, that we worked with to release his, his debut project, um, which did pretty good, and is extremely dope. Um, and we have a couple artists that we're working with, uh, T. Cal Meese and uh, Soul Galaxy Girl, who's on Save Us on the project that we're working to release. Um, so we, it's like we have certain artists that we're working like neck to neck with. Some of them are younger, and they, you know, if you if you follow any of these artists, you'll see like, yo, this is like my first this. This is my, you know, Jay Lathan. This is my first vinyl. This is my first video. This is my first. Most of the artists we work with are either going through rebirths like we did. Um, or they're brand new, you know what I mean? Because we, we work with a lot of the youth. Um, other than that, the other cast of characters are just, you know, 14, 14KT is family. He comes from where we come from. Um, so we But we just kind of get what we can from him uh, because he does his thing and we do our thing. He's like a really dope family affiliate, you know what I mean? Um, what we're getting into now, though, is like we, when we started off, we had, you know, we had like a, a production foundation with Astronaut. Um, a really dope producer from France. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, over time, people just get different focuses, and that's natural. That's yeah. just something you got to understand about artists. So what we're doing now is we're really working on building from scratch, like letting the foundation be me and Buff. 
You know what I mean? I am a producer. I do make beats. I've been stepping into it a lot more within the last couple of years. Okay. But a lot of our beats now are starting from us coming with a melody, laying it down, laying down an idea, maybe me coming with some traps, above, you know, saying, yo, we need to add this to the drums. And then we might actually bring a drummer in or bring, you know, like if you look at the credits on this project, we have different types of, you know, bass play by bass player. We have, you know, um, uh, Asante came through and just played keys. It's just freestyle keys, you know, as we kind of like give him feedback, like, yo, do that again, do that again. And we found we found pieces, chopped it up and made a beat out of it. OBI Yoha came through with an idea that he had recorded on his phone and he, he played the guitar without a pick, which is why it sounds so raw. Mm. We recorded what he did and made that into a beat. He had an idea for the This idea for the drums started off as his beatbox. I chopped up drums and put it behind his beatbox. You know what I mean? So okay. it's actually more fun. Like, a, like no disrespect to Tall Black Guy, 14KT, um, like uh, all of the people that we planned. Like 14KT and Tall Black Guy are like my favorite producers. So I'm just going to say that. But... Because they're my favorite, that means they're super dope and they're super busy. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Like I wish, I wish they can, they can like produce the whole, <laughs> excuse me, the whole joint. But what we're what we're loving now is, you know, most most vocal artists will tell you, a lot of your favorite producers are just gonna send you a beat, and mm. you you kind of got to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like we chop it up, they get it back, they might hear it like, damn, that don't even sound like my beat no more. But we're we're getting to actually do exactly what we we want to do with our songs now because we're making most of the beats. Oh, okay. you know I mean? gotcha. so because of that, you get a save us, you get a Holy ghost. You know what I mean? Like nobody w- would have sent us a beat like Holy ghost. You know what I mean? Um, even, but even with people that we have within the collective, like Kensai, he, you know, he's going to send the files and he's not going to like trip over like, how things are like, cause I, we totally messed this beat up. It sounds dope. But if you listen to it, like the sequencing is like, it's like, in, it's like live. It's like Facebook live. Like that shit is like, it's not a normal loop all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's moving. Right. It's, it's moving at the, at the pulse of our vocals. And we need, we need that freedom. If you listen, if you listen to a lot of the black opera stuff, you notice that sometimes, sometimes things just happen. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It is be like, Whoa, shit. Like, you notice that in the uh, like in the new Tribe album, you can tell that Q-Tip had his pulse on a lot of the production because Q-Tip is just weird and random. Mm. Um, but there's like there's cutoff points. There's times when the beat just stops or like the sample just drops or whatever. Yeah, it was um, very erupt. They're they're very uh, uh, abrupt like uh, moments yeah. littered throughout yeah. the entire new Tribe album. Right. So a lot of times they do it. It's kind of you know it's kind of raw. We like to keep things flowing. Um, I, I love the album though. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just kind of like, that goes back to us performing a lot of the songs from before. And we ended up editing the way that we produce because we would edit the beats during the live show in a certain way where it kind of shocks people, you know, or these chords come out of nowhere and now the scene feels totally different. Hmm. You know what I mean? Or, you know, the vocals are still singing and going, but there's no beat and it's, it's, it's an awkward length to the point where you actually start feeling something. You know what I mean? That just goes back to the theatrical approach. So we're bringing that back around to the beats. Buff likes to say he doesn't make beats, but Buff has actually made a lot of beats because he has, like, a good ear. He may not be pushing the buttons, but he'll be like, yo, you should do this, you should do that, and then he'll walk out, you know? 
Puffy got a whole career off of that shit. <laughs> you know some Puffy <laughs> shit, boss. <laughs> hey, you need more cowbell right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, you know, you, you, you bring this in, you know, because he's kind of like one of our, as far as us getting other producers, he's like our main ear to find production outside of whatever we start. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Um, so he's, he's, he's going to come in and be like, yo, I hear this type of bass on Savers. You know, and then the dude comes in, we freestyle. He'd be like, yeah, that's it. And then that's what he does. He, he doesn't have a machine or MPD or MPC right now, but he yeah. does. I try to give him as much credit as possible because I see what he does. You know what I mean? He does help shape the sound uh, for the Black Opera. Um, I just kind of lucked up being being at the, the fact that I'm, I'm actually at a dope time of my producing career right now. So I'm getting accepted. Cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't like that. Majestic, you had, a, um, you had an instrumental album uh, that you released, I guess, yeah. kind of at the top of the year. And I actually think Meeks wasn't that one of the instrumental. Uh, we used all of uh, Majestic's shit for a show from that, yeah, uh, from that joint. Yeah, Sketch therapy, yeah. yeah. Sure that did. was fucking amazing, dude. Because, like, you know, I'm a I'm an MC producer, you know, and um, because I'm so dedicated to the vocals, I don't, you know, I have to take seasons to produce. Um, but, but I only started making beats because I couldn't afford them in high school. Right. But like, I didn't want to be a producer in the beginning. I just needed some beats to rap to, you know what I mean? So me and, you know, I, you know, I don't know if you guys heard of Nick Speed. Oh yeah. Um, yes, sir. You know what I mean? We, we, we got the same NPC, you know, we put it in layaway and we started making beats and he became like a full out producer. I stuck with the vocals more so. So it's always a sensitive thing when it comes to my beats because I feel like they're never done or I got, you know, not never done as in the beat isn't done as in I need to rap on them to finish the song. You know what I mean? So it's dope. It's dope working with Buff because he has that ear and he'll be like, yo, we can just do this, that, and the third. Or he'll be like, like he's the person that I'll send my beats to and he'll be like, yo, that's dope, that's dope, that's dope. And, and I've kind of built, you know, like in other words, what I'm saying is TVO works in different ways. The collective is not just about us making the black opera music for the album. We actually work with each other twenty four seven. You know what I mean? Like we're, it's, it's actually a unit. Um, and you know, Buff and I are the core. We talk to each other every day. Um, some people are just artists; they disappear. As you as you see, you know, Obi's not really on this project. He might be back, mm-hmm. but Obi's working on some incredibly dope shit. You know what I mean? But some artists kind of like they they got to zone out, they got to disappear, and they come back. So we'll we'll always be here, um, discovering new talent. Hey, where does um, where does where does Deepak Chopra fall into the unit? Uh, does he like <laughs> does he like get does he does he get the advanced music before anybody else hears it? Like, what's his role? <laughs> uh, we meditate on it. Yeah, yeah so it's just uh spiritual in light and uh, our spirits are in line with one another. That's what's uh, up. <laughs> um, he's, um, you know, uh, mutual friends, um, friends in LA of mine, um, are friends with his assistant. Um, she w- loved our music. She put Deepak up on it. He became a, a, a huge fan and supporter of our music. Um, uh, <laughs> And, you know, it, it was interesting because, you know, we, we knew who he was. Um, you know, we knew about his, his books, his teachings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And for him to, like, be a fan and, like, be on 
uh, Queen Latifah show saying, you know, we're one of his favorite rappers, rap groups. That's um, crazy. You know, it was, it was, it was huge. So, yeah, you know, big, we haven't man. seen him in a couple of years, but hopefully we can get back out there to his compound, uh, in, uh, in San Diego and uh, and chop it up with him soon again. That's what's up. Yo, I'm glad you guys mentioned, uh, to go back to a point you made earlier, you mentioned Astronaut. Uh, man, what, what's up with groups or artists from Michigan, from the D, like collaborating with people in France? Because we interviewed Finale about, what, a year ago when yeah. this project came out? Yeah. And he, he was, he was I guess he was getting ready to go out to Paris or something like that. Like it's a, a yearly trip for him. Yeah. I believe, like what, or something what's like up that. with that, man? They just, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you my theory, uh, for the music, the type of music that we do, um, coming out of Michigan, we've had a couple groups and individuals spearhead the road. So in the case of, you know, the music that we do, um, the fact that Dylan went to the West coast and Slum Village went to France, that's a big part of like, oh, that's right. Yes. You know, but there's a pro and a con to it because sometimes they only want to fuck with it if it sounds like that. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And sometimes, sometimes they'll fuck with anything that's Detroit. You know what I mean? So like, and that's, that's why we don't always say, yo, we from Detroit, we from NC, we from whatever, because it's, it means such a thing. And we're, it's not like we're bigger than Detroit. We love Detroit. Detroit is like my home. But I just don't want like any labels, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, but play that for that question. That's the exact answer. Like oh, France fell in love with Slum. You know, Paris fell in love with Slum. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with Dilla. Um, Dilla was one of the first kind of like at the time he was underground, independent. Um, he was one of the first cats to go to uh, a big label in Stone Throw on the West Coast and and lock it down. You know what I mean? So it's really mm-hmm. that simple. Like it's, it's that. That simple slump ended up sense. having more shows on the West Coast than in Michigan. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I believe that. And, and I, we saw that firsthand because, like, you know, Buff will be touring with the Athletic Mike Lee. I was touring with Subterraneous, aka Binary Star, at the mm. time, whatever they chose to put on the flyer at the time. But we would, we ended up going to Seattle and Milwaukee and Albuquerque and all these interesting places that you would think are weird, but they actually have extremely dope people. But the names, you'd be like, man, what the, where the hell we at? You know what I mean? We ended up going to places and realize, realizing that, yo, like, people love this shit. You know, it's hard being around the homies all the time because they're so used to you. Um, and it's something about, like, where you're from. Like, you're from Michigan. If, unless Michigan hears about you blowing up other places, they don't always, like, get it. Mm, you know right, what I mean? Right. And that's that's why that's why I'm glad we have our fan base, man, because they get it. Like they get it no matter what. Um, and maybe it's it's just the message. They see the message is universal. I don't know what it is, but I'm just thankful. Um, but that's what that is, man. We we oh. went, we went to France. It was like, oh shit, it's it's popping out here. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Me- Meeks and I, Meeks and I have actually been really, um, I don't know, vocal or supportive of you know, kind of. Uh, I don't want to call it like the Detroit Detroit two O or you know, right. whatever, but like, you know, you guys we're big fans of Nolan over here, Nolan the Ninja. Um uh-huh. who I who I feel like has a complete Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's crazy and he has a completely different, you know, sound and approach mm-hmm. and swagger right. and like the the whole nine. Like that kid is on I mean, that kid is crazy. So um That's what's I, dope that's what's dope about the current era is like like the people that I came up with, you know, like the one belows, 
the Buff Ones, the 14 KTs, like cats like that, we were kind of, we were going against the Detroit norm at the time. Right. You know what I mean? Because Detroit, you know, anytime you come out of a place like that, it, it would it would be ignorant to not follow a a formula of success. Right. You know, it's, it's a, it's, you know, when you're dealing with struggle and you see people, if you see somebody get a job and you're struggling, you're going to put that same suit on and be like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to get a job. You know what I mean? Like, is this that smart or whatever? But we went through a period of time where the people that were getting highlighted were it was a certain type of formula or you needed a certain type of cosine. Um, and we didn't fit, we didn't fit into that cosine. You know what I mean? So I've been kind of waiting for the day for Detroit and it's Lanny and Lansing for, for all of the different type of styles to start getting highlighted. That's what I really love what Nolan is doing and what, uh, clear soul forces is doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got Mike Wright, you know, Mike Wright, you got, you know, it's a, it's a lot of cats, but it's dope because it's not the stereotypical sound from the place, even though the beats still have the same soul at times. Um, it's like it shows that, like, it, like, like what Buff said originally. We're fans from of a whole lot of different music. Like some of us sound like we love New York. Some of us sound like we love West Coast. Some mm-hmm. of us, you know, like in earlier stages, like we we love Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like we have all of those sides, you know. And I, but I feel because I feel like because of the internet, this is happening everywhere. It's happening in New York now. You notice that the New York sound is not the typical New York sound. And it um, hasn't been for quite the, some time. Like, yeah. That's because of the internet, though. It's like, not only do people who don't sound like the typical New York sound have another outlet, because they could have already been there. They've probably been there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also, you know, they can just put their shit out. But they also get influenced by people who don't have the typical New York sound. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just more, exper- you know, experimentation, you know, and exposure. So. Yeah, so Majestic, I have a kind of a random, I I don't know where to insert this story at, so I've got to insert it here. So I was talking to, uh, so I was talking to, uh, we mentioned J57 earlier, I was talking to him over the weekend, and uh, we were talking about like the collaborations that you and Audible Doctor had done, like, you know, over the past couple of years, and I I guess you guys were pretty tight, but he, he, he told me this one specific story that was pretty hilarious, and I'm wondering if you, if you remember it. But so so okay. the, the the story that that he had was that I guess uh, majestic you were at Fat Beats and I th- I think like you were in the back room hanging out at Fat Beats and a customer came up and said hey do you have any uh, you have any new like majestic legend or what you know what do you have new from him and I guess you were there and you came out to see the guy and the guy almost Jay says like the guy almost fainted and then he was like. <laughs> Well, shit. Who, who else do you have back there? Like, do you have black milk? <laughs> do you have black milk out there too? Oh, uh, that's crazy. Do you remember hey, that? You know I don't remember things like that because I probably was, I probably was like so humbled by it that I blacked out myself. I do remember. I do remember going out. You know, the first time I went out to, you know, I've been out to New York with the crew, but that was the first time I went by myself. Audible set it up. Um, where, you know, you did the in-store thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do remember in the back, I think, you know, maybe DJ Clips and a couple other people were there at the time. You know, all the homies out there. But I don't, it's weird. That's the one part I don't remember. I I believe it may have happened. Um, But that's dope. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's a great story, man. (laughs) That's a great story. I mean, I I can just imagine that because I remember the first time that I went to Fat Beats, 
And you know, I walked in, and there's Mister Sinister on the on the uh, on the turntables yeah. cutting up uh, what was Doom's first twelve inch on uh, Fondalum at the time, mm. and fucking Rock yeah. Raiders right there, and Total Eclipse is hanging out in the window. And the dude, I mean, I, I just fucking like died and gone to heaven like as soon as I walked in that yeah. motherfucker, you know. So th- th- this kid was probably this kid was probably on the same shit, you know. He's like, <laughs> I need yeah. some new majestic and legend, and then like you pop out of the back door. <laughs> So, he probably was not expecting to see me there. Like, right, like, exactly. Yeah, at yeah. that <laughs> moment, yeah. Like, what are you doing in New York? <laughs> yeah, <right now? laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's dope, man. I didn't. I don't remember that, but I don't know. Like, I just kind of keep it moving. Um, but yeah, it's dope to hear that. We probably got to leave soon, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we love y'all. This has been amazing. <laughs> Okay, I was just about to ask, man. Uh, y'all said y'all had pulled off on the road and shit. We need to let y'all get back on it real quick. If y'all want to continue it, we can. It just may be a little loud because we're going to be driving. Nah, let me uh, let me just throw this last one at you, man. Um, um, the, the, this interview is going to drop on Thursday, so the day after that, I believe, if my... My math is correct. Y'all got an album release party popping off in Ann Arbor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you kind of tell us, yeah, tell people what to expect party, or yeah. uh, um, uh, how y'all going to be setting the scene that night? Well, we really just wanted to connect with the people. So where it's going to be is actually at the teen center that I used to work at, at in Ann Arbor uh, called the Neutral Zone. And so I haven't seen a lot of the young people that I work with for a while. And, uh, you know, we wanted to do something, we wanted to do something free, we wanted to do something to all ages, uh, so we can get, you know, as many people in there, in the community, uh, where I'm from, I'm from Ann Arbor, just from Detroit, um, but get as many people who who know our work, but also may be unfamiliar, also like young people who might love Young Thug and might love uh, Lil Yachty and Uzi Bird or whoever, but if we have a free show where they come to every day and they might see some different type of rap and they might get influenced and, you know, it might change the path of what, what they like to listen to. Good move. So that was the that was the goal of that. Just, you know, see some folks we haven't seen in a while. Uh, and, yeah, we're also going to have, like, a discussion portion where people can, like, kind of like a Q&A where people can ask us, similar to what y'all are doing, ask us questions about how the album came uh, together, yeah. what influenced Real it. Um, and so... Yeah, we got young people performing. Some of my young uh, teen homies that I help mentor, they're performing. Um, yeah, so it's just gonna be kind of chill. It's not gonna be. It's really not gonna be a typical TBO performance because we kind of wanted to be more laid back. Um, so, but it's yes, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be dope. We're gonna have our CDs there for sale. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. All right. All right. Dope. Well, these guys have got to get back on the road. Yeah, they got three hours in front of them, man. Majestic, yeah. Jamal, thank you guys. We we really, really, really appreciate it. I didn't realize you guys are going to be, you know, pulling off at a pilot, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you're pro- probably having to like mo- probably having to move around in a parking lot a few times, uh, you know, j- just just to uh, just to make sure your cover was straight. I don't know. Uh, the unfortunate part is the windows start to fog up, so we try not to look suspect out here. <laughs> right, it's, right. It's a few Negroes in there smoking. Yeah. Get their <laughs> Hell yeah, keep that moving, uh, man. But uh, <laughs> thank y'all. Best of luck, y'all. You know, and uh, it, it kind of goes without saying, y'all are real important right now to, to you know to, to hip hop and to music, and you know to the world. So um, you know. 
don't don't stop. Uh, you, you guys have a lot of work to do. No doubt. Um, and we're looking forward to seeing what you do. Uh, you know, the the rest of this year and and beyond. So thank you guys. Good luck to you. And be safe on that road, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks All a lot. Right. Thank, thank you. you. Peace. Peace. Thank y'all. Peace. All peace. right, Meeks. Well, yeah, man. What do you do? I, hey man, we just Another keep doing what we books. do, yeah. Just just log it in and get ready to drop this thing on that second time of the week that we drop, dude. Because we drop twice a week. The man. timing, the timing. I swear to God, just never, I just completely. It always works. How out, does man. that happen, man? We just we I don't just know doing how doing what we supposed to be doing right now. Apparently, I'm thankful. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Well, we're out of here. DJ John Doe, Eddie Meeks, Southern Vanguard Radio, twice a week, yep. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Share, follow, like, subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podcast, MixCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Yeah. The Black Opera, African America. Yep. We out of here. Peace. Peace.